This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys, of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And welcome in to Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Actually, it's Minnesota Sports Today with Judd and Declan. Phil is off, but we are off and running a feedback Friday with your comments. And to those of you who start to join us, welcome aboard to what we do now on Fridays, which is feedback live shows that's right we do it live we do it bleeping live <laughs> and Declan is the man with the questions yes we're gonna do a little uh feedback Friday here we're gonna talk some twins because uh it's Judd and myself we'll do a little impromptu Judd's hockey show with some Minnesota wild thoughts and comments as well so a little bit of mixed bag and if you got any feedback you want to shoot us here on this live edition send it in the YouTube comments we talked at length about cereal and uh, childhood television shows on Purple Daily, too. So you can go find that off the wall canter. Oh, and by the way, some Daniel Hunter and Minnesota Vikings conversation mixed in on that episode of Purple Daily. So go check that out. Uh, getting right ripped here by on... Elijah already. What do you mean? What do you mean I'm getting ripped by Elijah? No, no, I am. He says, Declan is manlier than Judd. Well, I got news for you. Um, it's not a I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I got news for you. That is, that is a, you know what? I'm 53. I will concede that. Declan you. is young and vibrant. I am Appreciate a- that. aging out and sports dad. As I sip my Starbucks Americano, as I uh, as I say, he is more manly. You know what? This is coffee. I got me. real black coffee made in my coffee maker. I, I love black coffee. I, I have no problem with that. I ran an errand. The missus put in a Starbucks order. I picked it up. Okay. I'm just a pawn in the game. Don um, does that too. I don't, I don't do that stuff. You don't uh, like that stuff. I just made my yeah. coffee. All right, let's start a little Twins pitching feedback here in Minnesota Twins feedback on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Mega 77 Chavez says, 90% of baseball is pitching, and finally this team has a postseason-worthy rotation, Judd. When you look at Sonny Gray, look at Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, there's plenty of great horses here on top. In fact, I saw the odds yesterday on FanDuel. Joe Ryan tied for the fourth-best odds to win the American League Cy Young. I saw that, and I, I told you, it's my it's my opinion that Joe is, and they do have three good pitchers, three good starters, unfortunately. They could have more, but those guys are hurt. But anyway, um, and, and you know what? Not to discredit him, because Bailey Ober has done a, a very nice job, but I think Joe Ryan is pulling away as the ace of this staff. I love his approach. I love the fact he is, he's very competitive, but laid back. And I just love how he can get into what seems to be horrific trouble at times, Declan. And then he just is fine with it and he gets out of it. So um, 
a little bit concerned, but not really about the last couple of outings for Sonny Gray, who has not been great. But I totally agree with that point. I totally agree with the point that um, there's two things in my opinion here. One is, yes, this is one of the better starting pitching staffs the Twins have had in a long time as far as depth and quality of depth. The other thing I love is they are allowing them now to pitch far deeper into games. Uh, Sonny Gray got yanked out after four a couple of days ago against the Dodgers, but he was not good and probably deserved that. But, you know, this whole thing, this whole inclination of five innings and done, four and two-thirds and done, um, there seems to have been some type of offseason come to Jesus about that. And so combining that, if you do get into a playoff game, which I think this team might do by accident, if nothing else, because the Central's so bad. If you do get into a playoff game and you handle your pitching right, I think you've got a chance. And just to be clear, I still think they win one of those two games against the Astros a couple of years ago in the playoff series here, the best two or three, if they hadn't taken both Barrios and Maeda out early. Those guys were pitching well. And yes, the Twins weren't scoring runs, and that's a problem. But once you go to the bullpen, it just it's like game one against the Yankees in 2019. It just it freaking implodes. So I I really like what they're doing now philosophically uh with a staff that does actually give me some confidence. Playoffs is all about pitching. Um and the Bomba squad was great in 2019. That was the best home hit run hitting lineup of all time. And I understand the balls with juice. And then maybe they weren't juice in the playoffs. Who, who, who believe it knows, but at the end of the day, that team got swept, man. And that was an offensive laden team. And yes, there was some self-sabotage in there. There was some bad luck with Michael Pineda getting injured and having to start quote unquote, Randy Dobnek when you probably should have started Noda Rizzi again. Pineda got himself suspended, right? Or he got suspended. Yeah. Regardless, you lost you lost an idiot. arm in, in your race because he was an idiot. Um, but this playoff rotation gives me hope that the Twins can win a playoff game for the first time. I, I can't remember the last time they had three guys this good. Johan was obviously the best pitcher in baseball from about a six-year stretch. Um, and he was here with the Twins, obviously, through that run where he won a few Cy Youngs. But after, I mean, after Johan... Radke was a shell of himself. They had to start Boof Bonzer, for God's sakes. Like, it wasn't as a deep rotation as it was with this. Peak Liriano was really good. Yeah. Um, But, unfortunately, that came and went. But, yeah, this team has not had this quality of depth in its starting staff in a long, long time. And I think think originally the concept was that Valvey was going to draft five guys like this. Uh Uh, That, unfortunately, has not come to to fruition yet. for all the things that the Twins have screwed up, too, pitching-wise as well, because I'm sorry, I'm I'm not going to give them breaks on trading for injured pitchers and, and then being like, well, that's pitching. Um, but <laughs> Falvey deserves a ton of credit. The Nelson Cruz trade probably does not get talked about enough. I mean, Joe Ryan, you get Joe Ryan for an aging Cruz, that's yep. a hell of a trade. And you know what? It came with a little bit of risk because Cruz was popular. Um, Cruz was at that part, at that time, a pretty sure thing, but that trade probably should, that might end up being one of the better trades in twins history. It's funny. Cause Jake in our YouTube comments section that I pulled for this feedback Friday episode says gray, Sonny gray, Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, Juan Duran, all acquired in a trade. Give it a break. Acquiring arms is risky. You know, talking about us ripping them for the Mali and the paddock, the Dyson, 
uh, and they've hit on some pretty good arms so far. Judd, do you think that hitting on guys like Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, more especially Lopez Duran, does that offset kind of the bad trades they've made for Tyler Malley, Chris Paddock, et cetera? Not in my opinion. And Paddock came here with a medical report that was a red freaking light. The New York Mets saw those and said, we're out. Uh, don't, don't forget, Paddock was going to the Mets in a trade, and the Mets are like, nope, no way, no, no how. And the Twins are like, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. And in April, he has surgery, so no, no break there. The Dyson trade, I will always hold against them. Because not only was he hurt, and I know that they then contested it and went, I think, to baseball and had baseball examine if the Giants knew more about that. But also, remember, that's 2019, and you had your chance at the deadline to make a game-changing move. A game-changing move, and that was your move? And he's hurt? That's ineptitude right there. The Mally one's a little bit more odd, but keep in mind, he had missed a couple starts because of, of arm problems right before that so no i'm not going to cut them slack not when you are um it's one thing if you take a guy in the rule five you know we took a guy in the rule five and he unfortunately got hurt or something he was hurt he came hurt but these are impactful very important trades so like to me they shouldn't be if you can't develop pitching making trades for pitching shouldn't also be throwing darts Mm -mm. i agree with you there uh, Bob says, maybe since Chris Paddock and Tyler Malley aren't busy, we should dress them out, put them in the dugout, and let them bang on garbage cans so Carlos knows what pitch is coming oh. so he gets out of his batting average funk and hits above 200 for once. Wow, look at oh, that boy. one coming it was, in hot. Bob. It was coming. It was coming. You knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, there? Correa is – I had to pick up some of that. Carlos Correa is absolutely – I mean – As we talked about with Patrick, here's the thing that bothers me. So against the Cubs in the series here at Target Field last weekend, right? He was crushing the ball. He was hitting the ball well. And I'm like, okay. And I think he said it too. Okay, the funk is done. The funk is over, okay? And by the way, the funk was not just I'm hitting 220. It was I'm below 200. And then you go to play the Dodgers where he gets booed, but he's been booed there every time he goes back. And the funk returns. And, I mean, he is not – the funk is not just a little bit of a problem. This is a hairy situation we find ourselves in. And, look, the one thing I will defend him on a little bit here at least is that he is a marvelous shortstop. And I think we are now taking for granted. Like, just imagine Jorge Polanco playing short right now. Carlos Correa makes tough plays look simple. He deserves credit for that. Unfortunately, when you are being paid, and I'll say this slowly, $35 million – you need to not be in the funk at the plate all the time. And so um, I really thought it was done. It's not done. And unfortunately, it's a level of ineptitude that I just personally, and I might be a lone wolf here, I can't get past the fact that he is basically right now, I think at like 201, and appears to be declining again. Yeah, this is a little concerning. I mean, the whole lineup hasn't been great they have had troubles with uh runners in scoring position patrick ready uh it's ready to fire someone's ass the next time they load the base with no one out popkins the hitting coach i love that and uh and someone has to be held accountable vince mcmahon just right into his face and you are fired um could 100 see that happening it if they were off to a slow start and they were in the bottom of the central which is just this division is terrible i'd probably be sounding more alarms they're winning games but it, it shouldn't be ignored either 
which certainly should not be ignored either that he's off to a horrible funk hitting wise. Not from a guy that makes 35 million bucks. And I'll give you the juxtaposition here too. Okay. So to all okay. of, of, of those, calm down, Correa will be fine. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the juxtaposition on my stance. And here's right. where I, here's where I think that my heat on the funk is being fair. <laughs> um, Byron Buxton has not played a game in center field yet. Okay. If Byron Buxton had maximized his contract, which he clearly did not, and I think it surprised us more at the time, not as much now, I would say right now for what he is making for him not to be able to play the outfield is at least somewhat of a problem if he was maximizing the contract. But you know what? Because he didn't, I say, okay, I totally get this. Byron Buxton is giving you um, regular at-bats. He's not hurt, and the contract is working out. When you make $35 million a year, when last year you were the highest paid infielder, Declan, I think in all of baseball, I'm sorry, but I'm not just going to cut you slack constantly. Right. So so I will, based on your salary, I will based on the expected production. And again, with what the Twins and Byron Buxton have agreed upon here, I think is incredibly fair. And And I would far rather see him play, but I'm also not as distraught because he is taking a contract that is commiserate to what he is probably supposed to be doing byron buxton's not or i'm, I'm sorry carlos Correa's not so why are we cutting him or why are we trying to cut him all this slack that to me makes no sense and i would say from his comments Correa agrees with me mm-hmm. like he knows he's supposed to be doing more he's not like i'm justifying 200 no yeah they have to be better offense starts picking it up and now this team could actually be really scary long road ahead to, to get there Jed, I've seen some uh, some somewhat breaking hockey news here. I'm going to get to here in just a little bit, but let me shout out my friends at Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. New users, if you haven't signed up yet, go download it, type in promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Get a free 100 bucks to play with, okay? It's, it's great fun. Some great pick them options with the PGA Tour, with baseball, with NBA as well. They, get, they sometimes drop random specials. They'll just drop, hey, uh, X player Jalen Brown's good for 0.5 points. Why don't you take an over that he'll score a bucket, okay? It's pre- they're basically gifting you parlays at Underdog Fantasy. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Seeing from Elliot Friedman, Judd, Kyle Dubas will not be back as GM in Toronto. Oh, it's interesting. Starting to roll there with the Maple Leafs. Well, his contract was up. They wanted him back, I believe, but basically um, they weren't sure he was going to take some time to decide. My guess is that this is a mutual decision, but just brief background. It was, um, it's been pointed out in the last couple of days that at their, the, season-ending access that they did for the media in Toronto that mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Shanahan, who I think is president of hockey operations for the Leafs, wasn't present, which was very odd. And and Shanahan hasn't talked for like a year now. So this isn't entirely surprising. Dubis, Dubis is sort of, I, I think he has said that he is now going to assess his opportunities, but probably won't work immediately again. But he's actually going to be at some point in time in demand. So it'll... I. 
that Toronto thing, man, they can't, they finally won a playoff series, but it's been a long road there. I would imagine that this also means Sheldon Keith, their coach might be in trouble because if you hire a new GM, he's probably going to want to bring his own coach. Um, one name to watch out for that would be very interesting if the league clears him to return, and I think they will soon. You'll take a PR hit, but the guy can flat out coach is Joel Quenville. Joel Quenville, who was you know caught up in that whole Blackhawks scandal, that mess, and was uh, fired and uh, from Florida and then suspended essentially by the, the league. I think he might have applied for reinstatement. Uh, but he would be an interesting name to watch there because there is def- definitely a desperation to win. And the last thing that makes this extremely intriguing, and this involves the Wild a bit, is Austin Matthews is going in the last year of his contract and starting July 1st as a full no-move clause. So basically, they either have to sign him or trade him by then or bite the bullet and watch him potentially become a free agent. And the room and the rumors already are that a team with a ton of salary cap room that could combine him with uh, – Young Connor Bedard, who is a generational Ooh. talent, is the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh my God! Austin Matt Austin Matthews and Connor Bedard in Chicago because Austin is from Arizona, yep. but ain't no way he's signing with the with the Coyotes, who probably are going to move after next season. Let's start with some Minnesota Wild feedback now. Uh, Ted wants to know what do you think happens with Gustav Nyquist? I know he's just a rental, but would they try and hold on? I don't think they're, I mean, yes, they'll probably, they'll talk to him. He's gone. Um, they can't afford him. They, they they can't afford him. And and actually to his credit, he came back from injury essentially for the playoffs and was pretty damn good. He's going to get paid now. Like he proved in that brief sample size here that he's back. Um, I still don't understand how the guy couldn't get into the top six of a struggling wild team in the playoffs. That's Hater. a conversation for another day. But um, I think he is one. I think he is 98% gone. Not that the wild wouldn't like him, but I don't think they can afford him. I would love him back. Yeah. I just think it's a long shot. <laughs> Excuse me. And I, Jojo's I coming back. And cause he already signed a cheaper extension. Mm-hmm. I don't think Gustav's going to give you the hometown discount when he's played about eight games for you. Uh, JJ says a little harsh criticism here. It doesn't matter who they trade and who they acquire because they still have Dean Evison as their head coach. And after seeing Rossi and Addison end up in Dean's doghouse, he's not the coach to help all these young players develop. So if the wild do go in this little rebuild mode, or they maybe want to see how, what they have in these young players, are they even going to have a long enough leash to develop if Dean Evison is the head coach? Jen? I hope so. Like I get the concern. I don't disagree with it, but Rossi has to be, I mean, he has to play here next Rossi. season. Rossi has to play here next season. Iowa is no, he has proven what he can do there, okay? He can either do it here or he can't. This whole thing of, well, we're going to have our veterans play while he, look, I get it. He's not a bust yet by any means, and he might be a really good player. And yes, I am all for giving a player time, but there is, he has nothing left to offer in the American Hockey League. Um, so like if Dean starts, if, well, and, and Bill Guerin was involved, but I mean, if they start to bench him again, uh, you got problems, you got real problems. The overall fear that that note expressed, I, I unfortunately agree with completely though. Dean loves his guys, man, loves his grinders. Freddie Everson. <laughs> he does. He is basically Dean. Uh, Tyler says, I will not be surprised that next season will be a setback for the wild this off season. We are definitely sellers. 
sellers uh is, i think it's a is um probably too aggressive of a word but they have to sell just to have some cap space like uh, sellers would it be would uh be entertained to me like you're selling off core pieces there's no just because sale. you want it you want to do a full fire sale they're not doing they that. won't do that um they might sell a guy like marcus felino which we've talked about also on judd's hockey show this week they might be able to trim some fat if you will on Goligoski and etc but I think full on sellers would be pretty surprising at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think sellers, full sellers, is is too aggressive a word. You just now are you got in my head with the Blackhawks potentially getting Austin Matthews, Kelsey Dagger. Just just pre- prepare yourself for Austin song. scoring for the Blackhawks. Number thirty. The the combination that they do at that building though is fantastic. You get the horn. You get the brief pause, bang, 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 and then dagger starts. It's really no, it's, well done. It, uh, I mean, no, it's it's not. And I am it's, still it's, not a fan of. I don't hate it, uh, but the the uh, wild use of shout. I still feel like there's something better than shout. Yeah, probably. I don't hate it. It's not awful, but right. I feel like there's something better than shout. There has to be some significant upgrades in the entertainment industry uh, at the XO Energy Center. They've been playing the hits for twenty years. They do some. They up. do some things. They do some things well, but um, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more um, creativity. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I believe this is Sculp Trash says if they can trade Zuccarello to keep Nyquist, then absolutely keep Nyquist. Pair him. Pair JoJo actually with Kirill and Nyquist. Uh, pair JoJo with Kirill and Nyquist with Boldy is what yep. he says here, or. They're interchangeable when needed. You can't do that with Zuccarello. Keep Hartman because he's cheap and better than Felino. Trade Mark Andre Fleury. Wow. And just because he's not good anymore and too expensive. I think the last part's um, pretty uh, much of a long shot. But oh, here's a good point. If oh, Zuccarello yeah, doesn't have Kirill Kaprizov, but, but where is his well, here? And his playoff was terrible. And oh. and and he did not have, I mean, his 2020-223 was not. I, I didn't think close to his uh, impressiveness of 2021-22. Um, but, we, you know, we, we talked about this on an episode of JHS that, that we did on Wednesday, and you can still find and listen to more of a lengthy explanation. But, you know, here's my question. What if you trade Kirill's best friend? Excuse me. What happens? Like, you got you do have to be concerned about that. I love, bless you, I love the idea. Like, I, I am all in. But I don't think that you can do it because if Kirill, I mean, he is one guy you can't really afford to piss off, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he signed off on it, I would definitely. And just for the, the background, I think I told you this on Wednesday, Zuccarello has a list of 10 teams he can't be traded to, but his full no move clause is long gone. So you can trade him. Um, I love that idea. I don't think it's plausible, not because it, not because it's a dumb idea, but I don't think it's possible because I don't think Kirill would sign off on, on that. And I don't think that you can just call Kirill one day in July and say, we traded Matt's. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. A couple of Judd related pieces of feedback here before we say goodbye on this feedback Friday, Jeremy says, Judd, can you leave your glasses off during segments? He actually likes when your glasses are off. I think so. Sometimes you do the, you know, when you really want to make your, I like point, to play with the, the I like to play with the glasses. Yeah, I like to but play the, with them, the, but I can do take your them headphones off. though. Ever, you know, do they make them crooked? You know, because that's always my fear. So that's why I never wear them when I'm when I'm broadcasting. Granted, I'm I'm a nearsighted means that you can see near and you can't see far. Correct? Is that what that means? I think it's what you can see far. Yes. 
right? So I, I can't I can't read like text and small yeah. like if it's nighttime I need glasses. I can't drive in the nighttime without oh, just some wait till you get older. It gets wor- it gets way worse. Um I have luckily and, and somehow my siblings they all had like horrible they're farsighted. They they can't they can't see near at all and I it missed me. I didn't need glasses until I literally failed my permit vision test. I failed it. I couldn't. I couldn't see some of the. That's still pretty young. That's still pretty. Whatnot. That's pretty. So young. I, I, I just can't see text from far away. So he wants you to keep your glasses off. It gets, it gets worse. And I, I've had a corrective contact since eighth grade, mm-hmm. but I could always see, uh, close. But yep. then when I turned about forty-eight or so, with my contacts in, I can't see close. If I take my contacts out, I can see close, but I can't. But I can't see a damn thing far. Oh. So I, I have to wear the cheaters to correct because yeah. now I can't read close. Um, and so my problem is is this. I am where I am sitting right now, okay? The comments are blurry. I can't read them. So I wear my glasses because I can't read. So, like, I'm just mm. screwed. Yeah, now, man. if I take my contacts out, I can see close, but then I can't see far, and that's not a doable thing either. So the glasses are not a prop. Like, I really do. Like, I can't. I am looking at the comments right now on the right-hand side here, Declan. I yeah. can't read a one of them. No. I need to get – There's. I can't read them. So that's why the glasses are on. I got you. Uh, Durlet97 says, day two of asking what's in Judd's mug. Typically, it's coffee when we're broadcasting, I take it, right? Oh, yeah. Tons of coffee. Yeah, I don't uh, – I don't – aside from a couple days a year, Christmas is one of them. I don't spike my coffee. I'm just not a big fan of it. I, I never have liked. Spice it's good, like on Christmas Day. Like it's it's I, fun on Christmas I Day. Even, I, well, I don't like the taste. Oh, like, see, I, I like I like the Kahlua? taste. Yeah, yeah, I but hate but like white, but like once or twice. I would never become a regular Kahlua and coffee guy. But sure. it's fun to do once or twice a, a year. But total disclosure, like if I'm drinking beer d- during a show, you know, like if we do a nighttime show, I just drink yeah. my beer. Yep. So like I don't try and hide that. Um but yeah, I don't think I have ever spiked my coffee on the show. I've never been a spiked coffee guy. I also as weird as I know it sounds weird. But I sound love weird. I love coffee. Love coffee. I don't love coffee flavored like liquor. Like I don't like Kahlua. I don't like any I don't like okay. Baileys. I don't like uh Really? Oh, I like Baileys. But I, I just don't, don't like do it a lot. Any of that. I I think it's gross. Um Really? But yeah, but you get but you get do, do you get drinks from Starbucks that aren't coffee? Uh very rarely. Uh, like that, like what frappuccinos or something like that? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean like I'm usually my fiance makes fun of me cuz I'm the I'm she calls it bean water. I I just want a hot cup of coffee or today it's oh, okay. I got an iced americano. Like that's that's as so wild as, as I there. get. Okay. Um cuz like Don will get these get Don oh, will yeah. get these sort of deluxe drinks for like eight bucks. Yep, yep. My Brad's. Here's what I don't get: yep. Why does Caribou and Starbucks? Why do do they both have names for black coffee that aren't black coffee? Yeah, it's just this is a this is a whole skit. This Vente, whole, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a whole thing. Paul, because I'll go in. Just, yeah, I'll go in and say I want a large black coffee, and they'll be like, "Vente," and I'm like. No. It's large black just coffee. a large, a large black coffee. But 20 I don't know. Twenty. Yeah, I'm is. not even trying to be a jokester here. I don't understand why they need a different yeah. word for black. It's I'm, just, I mean, black coffee. Sometimes the description's the description. Last thing on this. Also at the coffee shop at Starbucks Caribou, there should be a dedicated line. I saw my friends Diane Rusini and Courtney Cronin in front of the show talking about this in ESPN Radio. 
if you are a black coffee drinker like Judd and myself at Starbucks, there should be a separate dedicated line just for those people. Because it's quick, it's easy, it's out. The people that want the $8 flat fraps are, yeah. are loving brides. You got to wait in line. You got you to wait for that. The quick in and outers, like you and I, just the, the black coffee, dedicated line, in and out. Post-COVID and post-pandemic, I don't think I have been to a coffee shop to get a coffee more than like twice, and it's just been quick. Okay. So like, because I, I used to go to coffee shops and work sometimes, yep. you know, and stuff like that. I haven't done that in, I don't think since 2019. Okay. So like, I, I started to just quit. Right. I make my own coffee here. The job is just fine. I do grind beans. Good for you. I started to, so when I was in, in fact, I, I see that there's a mention of them from Andy here. Uh, during the brief time that I endorsed Folly Coffee yeah. or Folly Coffee, um, they had beans and I started to grind them. Until then, I had never really done it. And I'm like, this is, this is an improvement. I like it. So I, gr- so I do have the little thing. Chris Ron, our sales guy, bought me it. I've got the little thing, you know. Yep. Stells will get get up to have her Nutrisource, and I'll be there grinding the beans up and making coffee. This, see, this is how mature I've become in my old age. That's right. Look at that little feedback Friday on the Twins and Wild, and all some coffee and uh, liquid advice there from from. Okay, just quickly, James says here isn't Vente a large? You might be right. I just it I is. know they have it's a just, word. It's dumb. It's dumb. But but it's they have another dumb. word for but but what word? When I say black coffee, they always say something back that's not black coffee. I believe it's venti. Yeah, I believe it's venti. Oh, for coffee, coffee would be yeah, it'd be like a blonde roast or, or okay, dark roast, light roast situation. Basically, it's like they're talking French, man. And yeah, I, don't I agree. Just, just just black tell coffee. me what I black coffee. I'm with you. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Uh, head over to Purple Daily for some Vikings content as well throughout the weekend and next week with OTAs starting up. Uh, Phil, yes, will be back on Monday. He was taking the day off. I saw people at where the hell's Phil? Phil's uh, Phil's enjoying himself. It's his birthday weekend, actually. So go wish Phil oh, a happy birthday. Oh, it's his birthday? It's birthday? Tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, I totally forgot. Coming up. Yep, I'm not shocked by that at all. Classic Zolgad will be, uh, we'll be back on Monday. I'm going to text him. Talk to you then.